0: Sophie Hardy and the Changeling Hybrid by Emma Dale, narrated by Leona Hall. Chapter 14, Half a Plan So where is she? Sophie asked incredulous. It was the third or fourth time that week that Clara hadn't been involved in a scope discussion and Sophie was continuing to question her commitment to the cause. The other two regulars... Yasmin and Miss Sissons had been sitting around with Sophie for a few minutes, discussing the possibility of getting Desmerelda to wear an implant and meet with Miss Sissons that way for about 20 minutes, when Sophie had, once again, drawn attention to the fact that the most experienced girl in the group wasn't there. She's coming, Soph. Give her time, Miss Sissons said calmly, but with a tone implying that Sophie shouldn't pry any more. Sophie ignored this warning. Who does she think she is? She never comes to training or joins in with these discussions. What right does she have to be here? She says she isn't well enough to go to school, but then I find her logged into her implant all night. How do you know? Miss Sissons asked, knowing she caught Sophie out. Er, I'm guessing that's what she does, Sophie replied, very sheepishly and clearly lying. No, you said that you'd found her like that. How do you know? Miss Sissons continued to probe. Sophie admitted defeat and decided there was no lying her way out of this one. Now was a time for the good girl to take a hit and hopefully get credit for being honest. I zoned into her bedroom when she didn't come here, and I found her like that. So, you spied on her? Yasmin asked. No, I wanted to know what she was up to, Sophie quickly replied, trying to convince the pair of them that they were two completely different things. That is spying, Yasmin said without batting an eye. "'Miss Sissons stood next to Yasmin and looked to agree with her. "'I just wanted to make sure she was okay,' Sophie pleaded, "'not getting the credit for being honest she had hoped for. "'I was worried about her.' "'What did I tell you to do?' "'Miss Sissons quizzed her in a way that Sophie had seen her quiz children, "'mostly Ryan, that had done something wrong at school "'and she wasn't falling for the good girl act that Sophie had relied upon with others.' ''You said to leave her alone and let her come to us in time,'' Sophie replied, with her tail firmly between her legs. Miss Sissons just nodded and couldn't muster up any words and so changed the topic slightly. ''I know you're fed up, Soph. You thought you would be battling this creature and that, but it isn't like that. You have to wait for something worth dealing with. The major things only happen very rarely.'' Miss Sissons walked away from Yasmin's chair and over to the round table in the centre of the third floor of the control room. She beckoned the girls over and tapped a few buttons on the side of it. On top, a huge, dark blue map of the world appeared with an incredible number of white dots scattered across what Sophie knew to be the major cities. ''Do you know what this is?'' she asked Sophie and Yasmin. ''Looks like every living person on Earth,'' Sophie said. ''It's every living person on... How do you know?'' Miss Sissons asked. She had briefly returned to being the teacher the two girls remembered. Miss Sissons tapped another button on the side of the table and the light showing the people changed to a greener colour and a constantly changing number appeared at the foot of the map. It read something around the 12 billion mark, but it kept changing. Do you know what this is? Miss Sissons asked. Before Sophie could steal her thunder again, she leapt in with the answer. It's how many intelligent creatures live on Earth right now. Those we could potentially be of interest in anyway. Yasmin and Sophie looked slightly impressed but wondered where she was going with this. Press that button, Miss Sissons instructed Sophie. She was pointing at a green button that said filter on it. Sophie duly pressed it. The colours of some of the dots changed to red. The number at the bottom dropped dramatically to more like two billion. These are all the ones that aren't human, Miss Sissons then said. Sophie and Yasmin were more impressed by this. So there are potentially two billion creatures on Earth at the minute that we could need to do something about, Sophie asked. No, Miss Sissons said, catching Sophie off guard. This was before the breakout at Zatvor. This was when the world was quiet and the pulse was still on. The number now is much more like this. Miss Sissons pressed the green button again and the red dots increased in number and the number went up dramatically. A quarter of a billion creatures escaped from Zatvor, Yasmin asked, astonished, impressed with herself that she could read the numbers. All the place value lessons had paid off. No, only two million, Miss Sisson said. So why has the number gone up so much? Sophie asked. I don't know. I don't know where they're all coming from, Miss Sissons replied. Another planet? Yasmin asked. It isn't out of the question, Miss Sissons replied, but I can't find any evidence of any arrivals. Sophie was stumped by this. The population of Earth's human and mythical creatures had increased by an almost uncountable number in six weeks and nobody knew why. "'Where are they all?' Sophie asked. "'They are all over the world. No pattern to it,' Miss Sissons replied. Sophie and Yasmin looked beyond confused. "'Why are you only just telling us this now?' Yasmin then asked. Miss Sissons thought for a moment and smiled. "'Up until now, you have been enjoying yourselves.' You didn't need any motivation to come here, but now the novelty of doing not a lot is wearing off. I need to convince you that all this hard work isn't for nothing. Sophie and Yasmin understood. If Miss Sissons hadn't shown them this, then they would stop coming over to Scope as regularly as they were doing. This had piqued Sophie's curiosity. You aren't doing anything, Sophie, she began again. If the changelings get the amount of power they could potentially get, there are two and a half billion children who would be susceptible to them. Two and a half billion children under 10 could be sent to the underworld to be replaced by two and a half billion new changelings. The world is at stake here, Sophie. Don't lose track of that. These changelings are highly dangerous and cannot be underestimated. Sophie changed her tact almost immediately. If Miss Sissons had shown her these six weeks ago, she never would have lost the drive to succeed like she was starting to. There was a clear and present danger to Earth, the children in it, and their parents, and Sophie, Yasmin and Clara were all that could stop them. ''We have to get Desmerelda in before the changelings find her,'' Miss Sisson said determinedly. ''The only thing we can do is zone her in here.'' ''You have nothing on the shop floor that could help?'' Yasmin asked. ''This is new, Yas. This is a potential level of power in Mythical I haven't seen before. Every simulation I have run has told me that nothing we have would be good enough.'' So, I've been testing some new modified things that I think could help. Sophie was becoming quite scared by what Miss Sissons was telling her, but she figured that that had been her intention all along. She realised again that she had a duty here, and that moaning about lack of things to do or where Clara was should not be at the forefront of her mind. Thinking more concisely, Sophie finally remembered the creepy woman that had been spying on her, Yasmin and Clara, while they were around the school. She pulled up the picture and sent it to Miss Sissons. Any idea who this is? she asked. Miss Sissons picked up the message and sent the photo to the control room computer which ran a scan of the face. I'll be able to tell you in a minute, she said. Before the results could come through though, there was an almighty crash from one of the lower floors of the control room. Sophie Yasmin and Miss Sissons ran to the top of the stairs to see what it was. Two floors down, Clara was rolling about on the floor, covered in mud and dripping wet. She was wrestling with a creature that seemed to be getting the better of her. What on earth are you doing? Yasmin shouted. Bit of help, Clara shouted back, as she was thrown off the creature that looked strangely familiar to Sophie now that she could sort of see it from a distance. "'Sophie and Yasmin zoned out and zoned back in again "'at the level Clara was at to avoid having to run down the stairs. "'Miss Sissons followed, having grabbed something from the table. "'Getting to the creature first, Sophie picked it up "'and threw it at a table which seemed to knock it out. "'Yasmin went to Clara and picked her up off the floor. "'Finally reaching the bottom of the stairs, "'Miss Sissons raced across to the creature and examined it. "'All right?' she asked Clara without looking up from the creature. ''Oh, I'm just fine,'' Clara replied, extremely sarcastically. ''I've been roaming the Amazon rainforest all afternoon. I'm wet through and covered in mud.'' ''You're in your avatar,'' Yasmin pointed out. ''Just log out and back in again.'' Clara looked at her with a look of, ''Do you honestly think I wouldn't have done that if I could?'' And Yasmin stopped talking. She then briefly vanished and reappeared again, all clean and looking more refreshed. ''Shut up, Yas," she said, unable to hide the smile on her face. Yasmin just burst out laughing. Sophie wasn't listening to the goings-on behind her. She was much more distracted by the creature on the floor. She tentatively walked over to it and rolled it over so it was face up. In front of her was a human-sized creature with pink skin, a dolphin face and black lines all around its eyes. Sophie recognised it immediately as the Encantado that had stopped the group in Zapfor six weeks ago. What's that doing here? Yasmin asked anyone willing to listen. Determinedly, Clara said. It's going to help me find my mum and dad. Sophie turned away from the creature and immediately understood why Clara had been so distant. All of a sudden, everything was forgiven. The lies, the lack of friendship over the last few weeks, her not being as excited about everything as Sophie was. It was all gone. Sophie felt awful for some of the things she had said about Clara and felt sick with herself when she thought about the fact that she had been spying on her. She ran over to her cousin and hugged her. She whispered an apology so quietly that she wasn't sure Clara even heard it, but it made Sophie feel better. What's that on its head? Yasmin asked tentatively, not wanting to get too close to it. That's the modified implant that we are going to try in Desmerelda. It will prevent her changeling form from coming through, hopefully. Clara was trying it out for us first, and this seemed like the best test subject, Miss Sissons replied. How did you find it? Sophie asked. "'directing her question at Clara. "'I've been tracking it for weeks in the Amazon. "'Tonight was the first time I could get close enough "'to stick that on its head.' "'Sophie looked baffled. "'A modified implant?' she asked. "'Miss Sissons looked around at the creature "'and helped to explain. "'In Brazil, Clara stuck the implant "'on the side of the creature's head. "'That knocked it out instantly, "'and the next thing it knew, it was here. "'But it's still in Brazil?' Yasmin asked. "'Yes.' Hidden in a deep hole that it can't get out of, Clara replied. Come with me and see. Clara typed out a link for Sophie and Yasmin to click on and the girls obliged. Miss Sissons didn't bother. She had seen the Amazon a million times before. As Sophie clicked on the link, she was transported into a brand new surrounding that Sophie had read about and studied at school but never dreamt she would be able to visit. It was unlike any place that Sophie had ever been to. When she looked up, all she could see were different shades of green. What should have been the blue skyline was being shielded by the leaves of the trees as they reached out towards the clouds. On her left, the most enormous insect that Sophie had ever seen crawled along a huge leaf that protruded out from one of the monstrous trees. "'Soph!' Clara said, in an attempt to snap Sophie back to reality. "'What?' Sophie said, without stopping staring at her surroundings. Down here, Clara replied, pointing a few metres ahead of where they were. Yasmin was pushing giant leaves out of the way and the girls made their way through the forest. After a few steps, Clara stopped them and pointed down towards the floor. Bending down, she moved a few sticks and leaves out of the way to reveal a huge hole. Down there, Clara pointed. Sophie and Yasmin both peered into the hole and, sure enough, there was the Encantado that the girls had left in scope. It was lying at the bottom of the hole, completely unable to get out. Clara shouted down, ''Tell me everything you can about my mum and dad and I will let you go.'' She was in control of the situation and both she and the Encantado knew it. Determined and not in the slightest bit looking like it was ready to give in, the Encantado sarcastically replied, ''Which one would you like to know about first?'' Clara knew it wasn't ready to talk and just covered the hole up again and the three girls zoned back into Scope where they found Miss Sissons attending to the same Encantado still lying on the floor. So there are two of them, Yasmin again tried to clarify. Yes, Yas, Miss Sissons replied. One in Brazil and one here. Yes, Yas. Both conscious. Yes, Yas and the one in Brazil thinks it's the only one, and the one here is a copy but thinks it's the real one. You got it, Miss Sissons finished. This is getting more and more complicated, Yasmin concluded. Yes, Yas. honestly, keep up, Miss Sissons snapped in her harmless tone of fake annoyance. It seems to work, Sophie added. Will it stay in Brazil for long without realising? As far as we know, it will last forever. Miss Sissons confirmed. It's completely under our control and that's why it's so perfect for Desmerelda. We can put one on her and project her here where I can talk to her and tell her everything without the risk of her changeling half coming through. Like the Encantado, we can keep her conscious so that she can evade any changelings that come looking for her. Basically, she will be in two places at once, but the one that comes to me will have no powers. Her memories will then marry back up when she turns off the implant. How do we get it on her? Yasmin asked. Will it be extremely dangerous and require some sort of over-the-top action? Yasmin asked, getting slightly more excited. No, we just tell her that if she does it, she will get to meet with me and I will answer all her questions. Then I can get her protected from the hordes of changelings that we now know are after her, Miss Sissons answered, putting a bit of a dampener on Sophie and Yasmin's excitement. If this is more like being in two places at once than we have at the moment, Sophie began. Why aren't we wearing them? It would have made this whole school thing a lot easier. Yasmin and Clara both looked at Miss Sissons as Sophie had just pointed out something that to them was blindingly obvious and waited for her justification. Miss Sissons just looked at them like they were being daft. Because, one, for now, it will only project the copy of you into somewhere under scope control, be it here or Zatfor, or... Miss Sissons paused. Other such places. Two... I only built them the other night. And three, you spend enough time logged in here without me giving you any excuse to spend even more. You can't be here all day every day. That wouldn't be good for you. The girls wanted to appeal this idea, but the three of them soon realised that Miss Sisson was right and that they would just abuse the ability. A beep emanated from the screen that Miss Sisson's had abandoned on the floor above before the girls' whistle-stop trip to Brazil. The four of them ran up the stairs to see what it was. On the monitor was a photo of the lady that Sophie had taken a picture of, although she looked slightly younger. Underneath it read, Agnes West. What's that? Clara asked. Miss Sissons looked rather alarmed. It's the woman that Sophie took a photo of that she thought was following her. She's a changeling. What about this one? Clara asked. Blinking to send a message to Miss Sissons, she uploaded it into the system. Who's this? she asked. Another woman who was lurking outside school the other day, Clara replied. Sophie didn't know she had taken the picture, but was very grateful that she had. The four waited for a few seconds for the system to match it with its records. It didn't take long. Underneath the picture, this time, it read, Jadis Medusa. Another changeling? You say that this woman was outside school as well? The three girls nodded. They're gathering girls, and they're getting closer, Miss Sisson said, looking extremely worried have worked out where Desmerelda is and will soon be able to snatch her and use her. We have to act soon because she and Kingsley can't hold them off forever as their numbers grew. Can't we get her tonight? Yasmin asked, seeing it as a fair question. We don't know where she is, Miss Sissons replied. She has no implant, so I can't track her and she doesn't have a home address. The three girls looked baffled, but all four of them agreed that they would have to get Desmerelda as soon as possible the day after, "'Otherwise, it was just a matter of time "'before the changelings got to her first "'and used her ability to do goodness knows what "'to the children of Earth. "'A half-plan was agreed on.' "'Before they all left for the night, "'how Sophie was supposed to go to sleep after this was beyond her. "'Clara led the girls back down the stairs "'to where the Encantado was still unconscious. "'The three of them stood around it. "'We would have helped, you know,' Sophie said respectfully. "'I know,' Clara replied.' but this is something I have to do. That thing told me my dad was looking for me, so I have to find out where he and my mum are. My dads have given me their blessing, but they have no idea how I'm looking for them. Sophie put her arm round Clara, and Clara reciprocated. As she did so, Clara's avatar appeared to change her persona again. A girl with reddish hair hugged Sophie back, but it immediately changed back to Clara when they stopped embracing. Isn't that annoying you? Sophie asked. Yes, Clara replied, but what can I do about it? Miss Sisson says she has no clue what's causing it, and can't find anything wrong. Sophie shrugged, and could see that if it wasn't bothering Clara, then she shouldn't let it bother her. Clara had a functioning implant, but for whatever reason it kept on changing the way it thought she should look. What do we do with it then? Sophie asked, changing the subject. Lock it up in Zapville for now. I can't look for my parents if the changelings alter the world in such a way that I can't find them, so it will have to wait. Clara wasn't upset by this. She had a glint in her eye. She knew the Encantado would keep, and that her mission thus far had been accomplished. Now she was fully behind the stopping of the changelings. Miss Sissons came down the stairs and told the girls that she would deal with the creature and make sure it got to where it needed to go, and the three girls prepared to zone back to their regular lives. Tomorrow was going to be a big day. The Sophie Hardy Saga was written and produced by Emma Dale and narrated and produced by Leona Hall. If you enjoyed it and would like to continue to follow the adventures of Sophie and her friends in coming episodes, then please subscribe through one of the many podcast providers out there. The links for each of these can be found on our website. If you require more information, visit our many social media channels or if you would like to purchase a hard copy of the book, then be sure to check out www.sophiehardysaga.com. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy. Thank you.